me, Jan. I'm just here to talk about some Real Housewives of OC, the original, the original crew, season one, episode eight, the reunion. Guys, before we get into the reunion, if you want to call it that, because it was definitely an interesting reunion, not definitely not what we're used to today. I just want to talk about a few things that are going on in the Bravo universe. You know, the Vanderpump Rules premiere did occur, like, I think earlier this week. I personally did not watch it yet. Don't come at me, all right? And I'm being a bad, like, Bravo fan. I just don't know if, like, I really want to get into, like, all the Sandoval stuff again. Like, and if you don't know, which I'm sure everyone knows, basically last season it was determined. It was un... un uh, what's the word? Uh, revealed that Tom Sandoval, who was basically married to Ariana, they owned a home together, they had dogs together. He was stepping out on her with her castmate and, like, friend, Ariana. I mean, Rachel, a.k.a. Raquel. And basically imploded their lives. And it was horrible, horrific, disgusting. But, again, Tom Sandoval's, like, a documented dirtbag. So, I don't know. Like, was I surprised? Maybe a little bit, but no. Not, not that surprised. I have been hearing sound bites, and I understand that Lala has reached out to Raquel via, like, audio message, like, audio note, which... Get out of here, Lala. I mean, you know that she's doing it for the show. She does make good TV, but I, I'm kind of like, all right, with like her live Amazons and stuff and her podcast, like she has her brother on a lot and I don't mean to be rude, but in the last like clip I saw from her podcast, her brother's wearing like a baklava, like one of those like ski masks. I think he has dreads. It's just an interesting uh, lurk, as the kids say. But Lala does make a TV, but as a friend, I'd be like, get the hell out of my life. Because when Lala was going through all that stuff with her, like, again, documented dirtbag ex-baby daddy, uh, Randall, when everything, like, shit hit the fan with him, she told everyone, if anyone even talks to him or talks about him, like, you're out, I'm castrating you, I'm crucifying you, it's over. By the way, if you can hear children screaming in the background, I have, my neighbor's having a party for their, like, toddler, so my apologies. I'm not in a studio, if you didn't know. Um... Also, in my personal life, I went back to the gym. It's been over a year. And by the way, like, we're still paying for the gym membership, like, dodos, because I don't know how we get out of it. You have to seriously die to get out of these gym memberships. But regardless, I went to the gym, and I was like, I'm going to do a yoga class, because I cannot go to the gym on a Saturday. This is like a big gym, like one of those, like, you know, big gyms. And it's so crowded and creepy, and just, like, you can't, like, I don't, I can't even look around. I get, like, overwhelmed, and everyone's looking at each other and I know how to use all the machines but I just feel like I can't because I know there's some guy waiting to I don't know whatever like there's other girl that's half naked like using a bench with like her vagina on the bench basically because her shorts are so far per ass that like there's n no room for it to go and I really don't want to get my like body on there with all of her stuff going on but whatever okay whatever wear whatever you want so I just decided I'm gonna take a yoga class because honestly it was the only thing that was available and I honestly have not done yoga. I did it once with my friend, maybe like six years ago. But before that, it's been like 15 years, honestly. I did it in college. Was that 15 years ago? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, but this yoga class, I was super intimidated. Again, it's not like one of those creepy yoga studios where you don't know if an orgy is going to happen or like a workout class with like the Christmas lights. It wasn't like that. But in fact, it was the opposite. It was like fluorescent lights, like a gym floor. But I went in and I did it and the instructor was so nice and normal and yoga is very hard and like works your core a lot. But I told myself, I was like, give yourself grace. You haven't worked out in over a year because once I got pregnant, 
like I had to go through like treatment for it. And once you get to a certain point, I asked the doctor, I was like, can I work out? And he's like, you, you know, at this point, you really shouldn't do like high intensity. And I just took that as like, well, let's just not do anything because I don't want to risk anything. So I think I, I kept walking and I tried to walk while I was pregnant, but I really have not been doing shit. <laughs> so I gave myself a lot of grace. Like I couldn't hold certain poses and I was like, whatever. We're like six years ago, I would have been like trying so hard. Like it's the athlete in me to do a good job at yoga. The instructor was really good about saying, if you can't hold a pose, don't worry about it. Like just relax and do the best you can. I ended up, of course, like crying because she was like, inhale peace, exhale anger, like all these, you know, all those things that they tell you. And it was just really nice. So if you are like thinking that you want to go do something for yourself, like a yoga class, if you have the opportunity, even if you go online or something, you're going to feel stupid. You're going to feel silly. But guess what? Everyone feels silly. Like at some point I just like laid on the mat and like I looked to my left and there was this other girl who was definitely not like your typical yogi. And she was like looking at me and I like smiled and like we were both struggling so hard. And I was like, dude, who cares? <laughs> and I think it was like nice because you go to these classes and you think everyone's going to be like kicking ass. It's definitely not a competition, but it is uncomfortable and awkward. So anyway, it was a good experience. I'm glad I went. Um, will I go back? I, I hope so. You know, it's hard. It's hard to find the time, but it is important to take care of yourself. Am I sore right now? And it's only been an hour or two since the class. I'm freaking so sore, guys. Like sitting down to record this, like the physical act of sitting down. I was like, oof, ah, oof. Ah. Like now I understand why my dad was always like huffing and puffing and still does because as you get older, this stuff hits differently, especially when you haven't worked out in a while. Anyway, um, that's really all that's been going on with me. Pretty boring. Uh, we got some new paint samples for our bathroom because um, we're trying to spruce it up. Like I've told you, we live like in an older house that's never been touched. So very 1980s, which is kind of cool. But I kind of want to do like a green, like an emerald deep green. I don't know, is that crazy? We'll see how it looks. We'll probably end up going with like a boring gray because, you know, I'm not that adventurous. But I keep seeing Jeff Lewis doing all these like cool colors on um, Hollywood House Flip. And I'm like, maybe I should do that. Like I really want to do wallpaper, but I'm not good at D DIYs or anything. Like I try to put in my baby's like bookshelves because they've been sitting there for a while. That You know, you just get busy. Things happen. Guys, I like drilled. I was like trying to use drywall anchors. Those little plastic things, I, I had no business. And I put like huge holes in the wall. I spackled them up. Sean, you're probably listening. Sorry, I'll tell you before I put this out. <laughs> I just could not figure it out. And I was sweating and it was just, I was like, why did I even try? I'm not good at this stuff, guys. And I know that about myself. Okay, let's get into the episode. So we're doing, like I said, season one, episode eight, The Reunion. Now, the reunion's being held in Vicky's backyard, and she does have a gorgeous backyard, but wow, it is a far cry from the reunions that we see now with, like, the crazy sets. Honestly, I would have taken this set over the Real Housewives in New Jersey first season reunion look because that was giving me, like, you've been kidnapped, you're being held for ransom in a creepy warehouse in New Jersey, undisclosed location. So we're in Vicky's backyard. She has, like, the grotto and the pool. It's gorgeous. And the girls are all there. Most of them, Jean is wearing jeans. And... Joe's wearing like a business capri, <laughs> the khaki. Lori's wearing a flowy dress and Vicky's wearing a dress as well. They all look great. They're drinking champagne. However, before we get into that, the first part of the, of the reunion is kind of interviewing all the women about their experience on the show. Because again, let's not forget, this is the first season that any of this happened. So we're talking to Joe first and she says that um, the show has definitely changed stuff because people recognize her and she's also getting emails from people who are 
telling her to leave Slade because he's controlling and like abusive. And I'm wondering what email is that? Is it still up? Like, I want to be like, I'm glad that you're out of this. She's married to who looks like a nice guy. She's doing big things with her life. I look at her Instagram. She's still as gorgeous as ever. But I would have been one of those people like sending Joe De La Rosa emails like, get away from him. He doesn't deserve you. And then we go back to the Rose, Rosa Cantina and Grill, Rosa Canyon Cantina and Grill. And they're showing us the part where Joe's like integrating herself into the group via Kimberly. Um, and Joe says that she brought a bit, a bit of spice of life to the show and to the ladies' lives. I kind of agree. Um, she says that she doesn't regret the pink boa. Like, remember she was doing like that creepy sex scene where she took off her shirt and like you could see her side boob and they had to like blur it out. But her mom was like, what are you doing, Joe? And then she was talking about the French maid outfit and she said it keeps like the relationship alive. And by the way, they showed like another flashback of Slade and Joe at that creepy guy's house, like the guy that Slade was trying to get business from. Remember her, like his wife had like the bedazzled phone case and like the bedazzled rims and her horse had like bedazzled hooves and it was just like a wild ride. Like, where are we? Well, Slade said in that scene, and I didn't catch this the first time, he says Joe is from Peru, so a lot of things escape her. What the f does that mean? Slade. So like you're putting her down plus you're insulting her heritage what does that mean god i hate slade um but she joe continues to defend slade in their relationship so they're obviously back together and joe's like addressing the gold digging gold digger um rumors and she says how many gold digger i've always had a job and she said she even worked at roto rooter and that's like a plumbing service so i looked it up and they do plumbing and things like that and i'm wondering what did she do was she coming into the house like checking people's pipes and unclogging toilets I would love to get some cameras on that and then joe's talking about how slade started dating Lori soon after like the show wrapped and right when joe and slade break up slade's everywhere where joe is of course he is she's like he never went out but all of a sudden he was at all the places i i frequented yeah no duh he's a, a stalker creep and joe's at a club in la and she saw Lori and slade dancing on the dance floor and she like tapped him and was like nice fucking date Slade and then they interviewed Slade and he just re like said the same thing and I was like unnecessary we do not need Slade to give his opinion on this and then Joe says that she's civil with Lori I don't know how she's being civil with Lori I would not be Joe's pretty mature I gotta say and then Joe says that Kimberly told Joe that Lori and Slade were sleeping with each other after Joe and Slade like re reconciled but then Joe tells the camera like it wasn't true and it was Kimberly's way to get back at them for not sticking up for her in a like an interview on the radio hmm i don't know about that but obviously joe and slater back together so let me go to gina and get her take on the season and she basically says like she was worried because the camera adds five pounds but she's like it actually adds 50 pounds and she's basically just unhappy that she looked fat on the show and then they're talking about shane and how he's how he's either going to be drafted or he's going to go to college it's like okay so one or the other and she says that she came off pretty domesticated on the show, but she's always had housekeepers and, and maids, and she only learned how to cook, like, five years ago. Okay. And then Gina reveals that her husband, Matt, has been, you know, everyone wrote into her about, like, how horrible Matt is, her husband. And I even said they seem like very different people, but it's revealed to us that Matt is going through, like, alcohol, addiction to alcohol and rehab. And he's trying to, like, find himself again. So... I didn't remember that when I first, first watched this show. And I was probably too young to understand what that meant. But that must be very hard on a marriage. Um, you know, especially when, like, you're on TV. Like, why did she sign up for this show? 
And then Gina said that this is her best year yet in real estate. So I guess people are like soliciting her to like buy a property in Cota de Casa. And she said that the only thing she would do differently is be more careful when the camera started rolling. But I think as seasons, uh, you know, the more seasons we see, I don't think she takes her own advice on that one. Remember when Tamara like threw the drink at Gina at that finale party? I can't remember what that was about. Tamara's such good television. She, she was on Traders too. Okay. Now we're with Vicky and she's giving us her take on the whole like show. Which is so interesting that they're breaking the fourth wall so much. I don't think they do this again until like the recent seasons where they break the fourth wall. Because they, they're talking about it openly like how did the show change everything. And she said that the her Cota de Casa is a bedroom community, which I thought was an interesting phrase. I guess it just means like it stays in your bedroom, whatever, like your business. But now the neighbors know her. And they're showing, um, Vicky says like her life in Cota de Casa is the same as people's lives in Chicago. Like they talk about the same things, they do the same things. And then they flash back to Vicky and her mom in the car in Chicago where her mom tells Vicky that her hair is like yellow. And Vicky's wearing like a, a shirt that says bejeweled. And I'm like, Taylor Swift, you copied that from Vicky. Vicky, file a lawsuit against Taylor Swift for stealing your your uh, your shirt and the Bejeweled shirt and Taylor Swift's new song, Bejeweled. I don't know if it's new anymore. I don't know. I'm getting kind of like, talk about fatigue. I'm getting fatigued about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Now I'm very like, I'm kind of getting into these conspiracy theories that they're kind of a made-up couple. Taylor Swift, although I used to like her a lot, did anyone feel that after her documentary came out, like Americana or whatever, remember that like weird documentary she did? I was like, this chick is so unrelatable. Like she doesn't live in the real world. She's like flying on her private jet, which has customized seats that say TS on them. She's obsessed with the number 13. And as like a 33 year old, I understand there's certain numbers that like people identify with. For example, I really like Derek Jeter. When I was younger, like, I was convinced that I would marry Derek Jeter. So I loved the number two, okay? Like, all my screen names had that. Like, I was obsessed with two. But at age 33, I do not hold the number two as close or as importantly as Taylor Swift holds the number 13. Where am I? Um, uh, let's see. Vicky became very critical of herself watching the show. And we know that, like... They mentioned Miss Piggy in a brief second, but we know that Slade, I think, is the one behind that. And we know that he, like, takes that insult and runs with it. And we know that Vicky gets, like, a lot of plastic surgery. And I'm blaming Slade. I blame him. And then Vicky says that she's not a control freak. She's just a micromanager. And there's only one way to do it. It's her way, and it's the right way. And she said in defense of Michael, who you know I've been ragging on here... She said that he was portrayed as lazy, but he's really not. And she makes a good point here that he went to like a four-year Catholic high school where he had a great GPA and it was like a very controlled situation. And then he went to this four-year college and it was much different. Like his whole life went upside down. And unfortunately, I can relate to that. I went from going to like a small Catholic school and then I went to a big state school and I was like, whoa, this is what's out there. No wonder like everyone was going out in high school and having fun. Like I was the nerd studying for AP classes when I could have been having this much fun in high school. Are you kidding me? And I ended up at the same school as all those people who were like having fun and drinking in high school. So I, he, you know, she says that he's like on the up and up, but I can, I can relate to that. And I, okay, I'll give Michael a pass here. Okay. And the fact that he's 20 years old on TV. (laughs) 
And as it relates to her showing up to Brianna's date, she said that she was next door at Rite Aid and then <laughs> she didn't know that they were filming bullshit. And um, she was upset with how upset Brianna got and she felt bad about that. But uh, Vicky says that Kobe and Brianna are an inspiration to her. Hmm. Like their love. And then she's addressing the Mexico trip and she says, like in the flashback, like she says, like while she's in Mexico, that she wants a Mexi Mexico massage. I don't know what that is, but did I dream this? But didn't Vicky talk about how to get a happy ending on a massage? I swear to God. Hold on. Let me Google that because like I don't want Vicky Gunvalson happy ending massage. I can't believe I'm Googling this. Yeah, Tia. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Google wants to know my location. Why? Oh God. The FBI is like, this girl's looking up some disgusting stuff. So when she was on BravoCon, um, at BravoCon in October of 2022, she talked about massage happy endings. Oh my gosh. She was asked if she ever had a happy ending massage. Sorry guys. If you have kids in the car, if you're listening to this, like to, this is your warning. She said twice. It was interesting. The first was in Orange County. I won't say the name of this place. He was 6'5 stallion. Of course, you're laying there naked in the back. And he asked me to go in the froggy position. And he was massaging my leg. And then he went swoop into her private parts. And he said, are you okay with that? And I said, yes. And then I went back every day, every week and thereafter. It was a deep tissue massage. And I was single at the time. And I gave a tip. So I sort of paid for it. The second one was in Cabo. He did the same swoop thing. Guys? W T F W T F that is like nightmare fuel. Ew. Ew. Okay. All right. How, how do I get back to this uh, reunion recap after that? Okay. Going from Vicky admitting that she's had, you know, whatever, that kind of massage. She tells us about her health issues. <laughs> like, how do I go from that to this? And uh, it's kind of like a sob story how she's had nine surgeries since she was five and she has complete hearing loss in the right ear, which is maybe why she's so loud. And she has no feeling on the right side of her face. But remember when she got the Botox, she seemed like she was in a lot of pain. And um, she said that the show hasn't really shown her passion for life. And then it flips to like a scene of her in Mexico. And she's she's saying to a guy, I'm not going to show you my boobs. Oh, Vicky, I cannot see her the same after that information I just shared with you all. Oh, God. All right. Um, now we're back with Lori. And she says that she gets emails every day and photos in the mail wanting her autographs. And I was like, I wonder if she's using a P.O. box or is she using her home address? Do they have her home address? And I was like, God, I hope it's a P.O. box. And she said no, no, because she got Manola Blahnik sent to her doorstep. And it was from the father of a cast member on Laguna Beach. And in this box, it was a note saying, like, can I take you out to dinner? But she hasn't gone out with him yet. And... She really is, like, so pretty. Like, I'm looking at her in this interview, and she is, like, such a gorgeous woman. And then she's talking about Slade, and she says, um, basically, Slade convinced Lori that his relationship with Joe was over, and then they were both moving on, but then, you know, Joe saw them at the nightclub, and, um, you know, I guess that was the kibosh on that. Thank God. Like, Lori has learned. She says that she's no longer with Slade, but she does have a man in her life, and I think it's George. And she says that if there's a season two, she doesn't think Bravo can come up with them. In what way? In what way? And she says that she's, like, shocked that people criticize the way that she's living her life. Because how can they? And she's juggling everything while still getting a social life in there. And she does say that they edited it. She basically says, like, listen, they need to get drama. They they shot hours and hours of film. But they had to cut it down to seven hours. So 
you know, she says that they edited her to look dramatic. And then she's talking about Josh and, and where he is. And she says it's a com- probably a common story across America. And you know what? She's, she is right. Um, unfortunately, drugs and alcohol and addiction can affect, affect, affect whatever. <clears throat> oh my gosh. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Hold on one second. Oh Lord, I'm so sorry about that. I just swallowed the wrong way. Um, so it is sad because the the disease of addiction can affect any family or person. And it doesn't matter what socioeconomic background you're from. So it's a, it, it probably did resonate with a lot of people. It was just a kind of dark because we know that, unfortunately, he was arrested again down the road for, like, attempted murder. But Josh said that, um, I'm sorry, Lori says that Josh was in Idaho or Indiana, wherever the hell she's from. And he kind of was put to work by her mother. And he was, like, working on a farm. So he kind of straightened out. And now he's back in California. He's working at Abercrombie and Fitch. You know, those places like Abercrombie and Fitch and um, Hollister and Hooters, all those places. Well, like for Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister, if you were hired to work there, which I was not. I always went in there and I was like like looking around like, is anyone going to talk to me and ask me to be a model? You're hired as a model. Same with like Hooters or Talent. That's why they can legally, I mean, I don't know if anyone's challenged it, but that's why... You're not really like an employee, you're a model. So that's why they they can have these like, at least back then, these very strict standards of like what you looked like and all those things. Just a fun fact. And then Lori's talking about the milk talk. Like, I don't want to hear about it. And um, she says that the cameras kind of caught the aftermath of her divorce and kind of, you know, saw everything like shit at the fan. Maybe don't go on the show, but I have a feeling she was like hard pressed for money. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay, so now we're at the second part of the reunion, and we're back in Vicky's backyard. And Vicky's like, oh, it's so sad that Kimberly couldn't come. She's on vacation. Yeah, right. Kimberly, she's on a vacation. And could you imagine now, although it has happened in the past, like Mary, Jacqueline, she missed a reunion. That was oof, that was dramatic. Um, but Kimberly's not there. And we know that this is just like, she's not coming back next season, Okay. So I think she makes like guest appearances, but she's not coming back, which I would have loved her to be there. So Joe could have like confronted her with the lie, quote unquote, that she told Joe about Joe, uh, Lori and Slade sleeping together anyway, but they're watching this like small TV. It's like a flat screen, but it still has a little bit of a butt, but it was like probably modern back then. And now they're watching scenes from, from the season and they're watching, um, Joe and Shane. And by the way, Andy's not there. No Andy, no interview style. They're just like watching and kind of talking to each other. So they're watching Joe and Shane having an interaction with each other and Slade coming up and, like, being pissed. And Vicky says, why is Slade at home in the middle of the day? He should be at work. <laughs> and Joe says that she still talks to Shane occasionally and Slade knows and he's okay with it. And at this point, like, my husband had sat down for a second. And he's like, oh, that Joe, like, he said, like, that girl is definitely, like, the girl with the brown hair is probably sleeping with that guy Shane. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, why are they still talking if they're not? I don't know, maybe. Probably. I do wonder if they ever, like, got together. And then Lori said twice, like, how hot Shane was. And it was a little uncomfortable. Like, okay, that's your friend's son. I don't know. And then Vicky says, Vicky's such a shitster. She's like, yeah, Gina, the genetic thing worked out. Because remember, Gina says that Matt's parents kind of hooked them up because they liked her genetic makeup. Like, they would breed well together. And Gina does say that she regrets that comment about genetics. But she meant it as a joke. But I don't think she did. I don't think she did. (laughs) And then she says, like... Well, that's how I, that's how I look at puppies, like the breed and and people are more important than puppies. 
Okay, weirdo, like dig yourself a deeper hole there. And then they show Josh and Vicky gets up and gives Lori a big hug. And they ask, the girls ask Lori, like, is his dad helping at all? And she says, no, the dad's not involved at all. And um, they do ask Lori, like, do you think that Josh watching himself on TV has made him a better person? And Lori says, like, he hopes to be a good role model. But honestly, like, I could see Josh, like, on a therapist chair being like, you'll never believe this shit. Uh, my dad and mom divorced. It was uh, acrimonious, to say the least. I think, is that the right word, acrimonious? It was bad. And... She was seeing this guy, Steve, who dealt drugs and was, like, going to rehab. And he had this shitty band that no one knew the name of, even when it was, like, premiered on a nationally, you know, broadcasted show. And, um, yeah, I got arrested during that time. I went to Juvenile Hall. And, yeah, that was all... Yeah, no, that was filmed, too. And Me Coming Home was filmed the day I was released, going on a freaking Ferris wheel. And then I violated my probation. I had to go to Idaho and live on a farm. Uh, and then I came back and my mom was dating some new guy with a new family. I don't know if being on TV was good for Josh. I'm, I don't know. I mean, obviously Lori had to do what she had to do, but I don't know. Now we're, um, seeing Brianna go to prom and Vicky's like, no sex. <laughs> and all the, like, Lori's like, it's prom. Like, you're supposed to have sex on prom night. And all the girls were like, I didn't. And Lori's like, I didn't either. But Vicky definitely did. She did not deny it. Vicky says that Don has gotten a great job and, um, you know, she's, it's difficult to parent Michael compared to Brianna. And then Michael says in his, like, in one of the scenes that he had four jobs and they're like, did he have four jobs? And Vicky's like, no, no, he didn't have four jobs. No, he didn't. Of course not. And then Joe's talking about how she got a lot of crap for not knowing what pledge was. And she's like, I really didn't know what, what pledge was. And Vicky asks her like, when did she get here from Prue? And she says when she was three and Vicky's like, okay, you have no excuse. And then they're talking about chicken in the sea. Like, Lori's like, well, do you know the difference between chicken between chicken and the sea? Like, what it is? Because, obviously, they just watched the Jessica Simpson, like, newlywed show. And then, at this point, like, my husband was still there. And, and he's like, you know what that is, right? And I was like, yeah, it's like canned chicken. He's like, no, it's tuna fish. And I was like, that's the dumbest. It honestly is the dumbest name ever. So, it's not that crazy that Jessica Simpson didn't know that it was freaking tuna fish. It's a stupid name. And I wonder if they're still in business. If they're not, after this, like publicity back then i would be shocked like what did they do they screwed the pooch and then they're showing Lori going to the playboy party and um joe says when i grow up i want to look like Lori," which is like joe like this girl is sleeping with your ex-fiance now now boyfriend a bigger person than i am and then vicky asks if Lori went to the party looking for sex And Lori's like, no one has sex at those parties. And Gina, who we know is a Playboy bunny because she never lets us forget, says that when she used to go to the parties, her boyfriend wouldn't let her near the pool because, like, there was so much sex happening in the pool. Ew. Ew. It's like, by the way, Vicky, ugh, again, I don't even want to bring out the massage. Never mind. It's like, but really, like, I don't know. Tell him Brianna no sex before, the, like, on prom night. But okay, whatever. And they're showing Shane in Mexico. Oh, my God. It's so weird that they're all watching him, like, grind against a girl and, like, stick his tongue down her throat. And Gina says that Shane got in trouble at St. John's for dirty dancing. And, like, a teacher took him to the side in the kitchen and was like, what are you trying to do? Have sex? And he's allegedly, allegedly, Gina says that Shane put his hands up and was like, not with you. <laughs> I don't know if that happened. And Lori says, oh, virginal Shane, like, really knows how to dance or something like that. And as, like, Shane's sticking his tongue down this random girl's throat, who I I hope she joined, like, the Witness Protection Program, um, 
Gina says that Shane has his mom's moves. Oh, God. And then they show Colton giving an interview and how he has a stutter because he has to speak so fast so that Shane doesn't cut him off. Oh, my gosh. But Gina says that he's thriving now with Shane gone. I hope so. Poor Colton. But apparently Colton's a better baseball player than Shane is, so there's that revenge. Then they're talking about how Ashley had a party at their house, like, while she, well, at Lori's house before, uh, while Lori was out of town. And apparently, like, Lori got a lot of hate mail for this because people were saying that Ashley was irresponsible. And I'm like, she's like 20. Who cares? And then Joe says, like, I'm still irresponsible. And then they talk about Joe drinking. And they're like, you look like a drunk alcoholic. <laughs> and that's kind of really, like, the end of it. Vicky asks how it is with Joe and Lori now. And Joe says that they're past it and says next topic. And... You know, they're like, are we going to hang out still? And Lori's like, there's definitely going to be a second season. Like, people haven't seen The Last of Us. And she's right. She had a lot of confidence. Um, So that's really the end of the episode. I have to trot because my baby just woke up from his nap. So I'm getting summoned. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Um, Look for me on Instagram. I post a lot of things about Bravo. I post a lot of, like, lame amateur get ready with me that I talk over. And um, just like fun stuff. If you like the podcast, please follow me on wherever you're listening and give me five stars. And if you want to write a nice review, if you're able to, please, please do. But only nice things, please, please. If you don't like the show, just turn it off. Never listen to it again. That's fine with me. All right, guys. Have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye.